Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. All right, Eric, do you want to start in the NFC or the AFC? We're talking about the NFL, of course. Did the NFC games actually occur this week? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Definitely not the Cowboys and Giants. That game went on for far longer than it needed to. <laughs> no, you know what game went on for far longer than it needed to? What? <laughs> the Cardinals-Lions? <laughs> the Cardinals-Lions, indeed. And uh, there we go. We got our first tie of the year. Love it. How many ties do you think they're going to be? Give me an over-under on ties this year. Uh, three and a half. Oh, over. There's going to be more than right, three I'll and a half ties under. this year. Wow. All right. Just bang out that bet box. Well, I really want to... Let's get, let's get to this. So right. I sent you over the... Last Thursday, I sent you over the lines that I found somewhere on the internet. Um, over-unders, season win totals. And I filled them out. You filled them out. We have some disagreements. We have a good chunk of disagreements. 13 out of 32. Actually, okay, that's less than I thought. But so th- that means that these are, between us, these are the important teams to watch. Yep. I'm also proposing that we do a, a that we evaluate benchmarks. That is, what if we just randomly said every team was going to be 8-8? Eight and eight? Like, do we beat that? Are we better than just a random <laughs> distribution? I don't know. How, how would we measure that? No, you just With... you you just say over under. Like, you assume every team is going to get eight wins, and then you bet over under based on that. Well, so yeah, it's a little too late because we already know one of those outcomes. Sure, but I I you know I love algorithmic like set it, set the rules for me. Give me an algorithm, and then we're done. And so this, so I came up with two. And the first one is just assume that every team is eight and eight. So the New York Jets, that are the over under line is seven point five. You would say, well, I'm going to assume they're going to go eight and eight. So I'm going to hit the over. Okay. So so just set up a benchmark and see are we better than just like you know getting out there with a dart and throwing it. Okay. Everyone is going to end the season eight and eight. That's right. Except for the tie, I guess. Well, they'll. They'll get to, they'll be 7-7-2. Seven, seven, and two. Yeah, that's one of the things that's inherently interesting about the wins total. Is like a team that has a tie does end up losing ground on the wins total. We should look and see what happened to the updated uh, Lions and Cardinals lines. <sighs> oh, true. I, I cannot believe that you went over on 6.5 for Detroit. Oh, I went over. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. No. Like, what are you? What are what you talking do? about? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, what did I do? Uh, you know, well, yeah. I mean, so you're you're basically assuming that Detroit in the NFC North goes seven and nine. Like, they're clearly the worst team in the NFC North. We don't know that. 
Um, do you want a side bet box that they're the worst team in the NFC North? I mean, no. Yeah. Okay. NFC. But North. we don't know that. I mean, uh, I, sure. I think the Packers could be terrible. I think the Bears could be terrible, and the Vikings are always just one quarterback crisis away from being terrible. So you're saying that the Packers Bears game was actually just a bad the team of a game of two bad teams. Oh yeah. <laughs> All it's right. Two seven and nine teams. All right. You want to talk baseball? I do want to talk some baseball. This week on the pod, we are going to look at what's up in TGFBI, try and figure out what we can do with these last three weeks to try and gain a little bit of ground, make ourselves look even more respectable. So in the first half, we're going to talk about how we can, what are different strategies for how we can just gain a few extra spots. And then the second half, we'll ask whether some of the things that we said earlier in the season about correlations have held true. So here we go. Eric, there's two more ad drops mm. in TGFBI, and, and then we're done. Mm. Uh, not a lot of time to write the ship. Not a lot of time nope. to drastically reinvent our teams. We're in the sprint to the end here. No. Yeah. But I thought, I thought we, could have a little, we could have a little friendly competition here if you're a game for it. Okay. So we are, I'm at 91 as of this recording. You're at 60, which respectable numbers, respectable numbers. I mean, both in the top third is not too bad. Yeah. But I think we actually can move ourselves up a little bit in this. And I would like to bet on who can move up a larger fraction of the space. Oh. Ooh. Okay, I see. So I'm at 60, so if I get to uh, if I get to 45, I'd have to get 23 to beat you. I would have to get down <laughs> All to, right. I'd have to get down to 67. That Okay. There you go. I mean, Good goals. So, are, is that is that like your stated goal is forty five and sixty seven? Because that would be, I mean, we would we basically our preseason goal, if you recall, was that our sum total was a hundred. Yeah, we'd be close. We'd be close, but that's we basically yeah we we'd have to do a Herculean jump. Yeah, I need to get to forty. You need to get to sixty. You want to talk about? Okay, how, how do we get there? How do we? How we game the system with your team first or my team first? Let's talk to your, your team. All right. Well, it, that is the first figure in here. So if you recall last time, we've, we've, talked about these, we've talked about these like three times this year. Suddenly, my saves are just way up there. Uh, my, People aren't amassing saves that much because they've been all over the place this year. Yeah. My Ks are in the, in the low end of the meat of the distribution. Mm-hmm. I am atrocious with wins, and you are. You know everything, basically everything but wins. I'm in the meat of the distribution. Okay. Now, yeah, now you're right in the middle, this. man. You can make up a lot of ground with a little bit of push. That runs. That runs one because what what you want to do is if you're on the low side of the peak, getting to the other side of the peak is worth so many points. Yeah. So I just need to keep doing what I've been aggressively doing, which is getting as many at bats as possible. Yeah, that's what we that's what we talked about before with runs. Man, I it's so like home runs are so, still such a small number statistics thing that I don't think there's much for me to gain there. But if I can make mm-hmm. it over the hump in runs, runs and RBIs. The the thing is, okay, so so what category? One of the ways that you can do this is to try and punt a category. 
So is there a category that I should just ignore right now? Like what happens if I ignore stolen bases? You don't lose much ground. Yeah, it's pretty flat across there. So if I ignore stolen bases and just focus on... Oh, but the problem is guys that, get run, guys that get stolen bases tend to be the guys that get runs. Well, my team would tell you that that's not true. <laughs> your, team is, your team is weird on that, on that front. All right, so I'm going to ignore stolen bases and optimize runs. And I'm just going to try and sit tight on home runs and RBIs. Okay. And average. On the pitching side, I have to punt wins, right? I'm so low on wins. You have punted wins. Well, okay. I mean, yes. We'll, okay, let's pretend that I did that on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I punted wins for the sake of, I don't know, my ERA is pretty good, right? Because these run, these run backwards. ERA and whip run backwards. So I'm on the I'm on the good side, way on the good side of the distribution. But that also means that if I this is this is why I've had so much volatility in my team, which is that every time my whip goes up a little bit, I drop twenty spots. Yeah. That's what happened to me. I I try to get some K's and I just immediately lost ERA and whip. What do you think? Should I what should I do with K's? Should I I should I punt K's and wins and try and just try to gain something in ERA and WHIP? Yeah, see what you can do in ERA and WHIP. Okay. Who's available in your league? I, I don't know. It's a good question. I gotta wait. We'll I have, have to take a look. At I have that. to wait till Sunday. But yeah, all right. No, so, we don't have to wait till Sunday to figure out what players. You just have no, to. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So I will. Okay, runs. I'm going to do runs and stolen bases. I'm going to try and gain a little bit there if I can make it over the stolen base cliff. And I'm going to ignore wins and save, wins and Ks and try and boost my ERA and whip. Yep. All right. What are you going to do? You have, look at this team. You have just elite number of at-bats. Uh, it is, I mean, it has been, having Nolan Arenado has been really fun. <laughs> on that, that side. No, that was, yeah, that was an excellent, an Excellent choice of Nolan Arenado. Uh, yeah, if I, I was going to go for average and runs, he is a great pick. Um, other players have not been... I, I've been actually falling behind on the at-bats over the last couple of weeks. No, you, you have, because you, you, were, you were elite elite, and now you're 10, 10% back of the leader. But, I mean, you've basically done everything right on the hitting side, except you have no stolen bases. Except for the stolen bases. I really needed to figure out who that late round flyer was. And I've yeah. tried a couple of players to add them in, and they just haven't, they've just been duds the whole time. Like well, Josh Van Meter, I've had for a couple of right, weeks. And right. I thought that he was going to really, thought he was going to turn it on. But Well, stolen bases are the thing where, like, when you have a team like this, you should be able to add one guy and write that ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to add one guy and gain those like 15, 15 positions. <laughs> well, in a league that has trades, you could. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Easier. Yeah. All right. So, so you're basically on the hitting side. The only thing you can do is is push, is try and get those stolen base flyers. Right. Because otherwise, it's like trying to squeeze out. If I really want to try to squeeze out ten points in RBIs. I mean, maybe... And home runs. Sure. 
Sure. Maybe. If I could squeeze out 20 points in home runs and RBIs, like, what does that even do me? But I, I just don't have the stolen bases I've been losing ground. The most aggressive thing to do would be to just pick, pick up, like, dump a bunch of guys and pick up only guys that steal bases and just try and accumulate. There is nobody. I know. I know. What do you do? What do you do at this point? You basically, you just have to be so vigilant in case anybody is getting called up in September to steal bases. And I have not been. No. Then that, then that really hasn't happened. It's been a weird stolen base here. We'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks, maybe, when we look do like a full season look back. Jeez, if I just get like, if I was to somehow get like six stolen bases, that would put me, yeah, it's wild. I know. It's a huge huge number of points if you can get anywhere between five and ten stolen bases i mean that might actually do your 15 spots <laughs> yeah that would be that'd be ridiculous what do you want to do on the hitting on the pitching side i've already started it working really the, uh working the best auto angles limiting the number of starts that i have Oof. i mean come on i'm at 3.981 era yeah yeah and Jeez, if I can just get under, if I get under three point nine, that's a twenty person jump. Yeah, if I mean, if you well, it's it's basically I don't know. Is it even possible to lower your whip from the one point two five that you're at to one point two? I I don't know. No, I, that's I don't think that's feasible. But there's so many. There are so many teams right there that that even any improvement in whip right now would be worth a ton of spots. If I just go down to 1.24, I make up the same ground as I was talking about in ERA. So we're both basically doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on the best art of strategy for the next three yeah, weeks. Yeah, last couple of weeks. Man, all right. I guess dance with the strategy you brought. We should have just stuck with it. I mean, this is, last year I did this too, and I thought, okay, if I just transition earlier to like more starts, just doesn't really work because you you're kind of streaming guys you're just you're not really making up any ground i was still losing ground on k's and wins through the middle of the season and it's actually you know some of these guys like you know last week adam wainwright had four k's over 14 innings but what if he gets two k's over five innings and has an era of six like yeah it kills you, right. rather than having a middle reliever who right. gets you four Ks in two innings with a zero ERA and a zero WHIP. Like, pfft. right? No, I mean, what am I doing? There's a reason we both picked the best hardo strategy <laughs> because it seems it seems like it's just sitting right there. But one more ace needed. One more ace. Yeah, we both got burned by the just epic proliferation of strikeouts. Yeah, strikeouts yeah. by start, strikeouts by starters. Because yeah. we because we're clearly both getting hammered by volume, which we can talk about when we uh, when we talk about correlations. Okay, I I gotta stop you right there though. Starling is the the it's name great name. the name you're going to bat for. It's uh, are you you just big big into bird names? <laughs> like this is this is Crow Johnson. Like what do you want? Like what do you want here? Robin. Uh, <laughs> oh, good one. I knew a wren. What about an eagle? Um, what if somebody got the name eagle? That'd be pretty good. What? Eagle. Eagle? Yeah. 
So we are basically at the end of the season, and I put together the, the massive correlation matrix again for you to look at. Nice. It's, there are some trends that have, that have emerged since the last time we talked about this. A little bit more. Yeah, it's a little bit tighter. <laughs> like especially is that bats to runs one. Oh, they have bats to runs. I know. I know. It's uh but the the firmest, let's see. So which is that is that the tightest correlation? That it's tied. 0. 0.76. Oh no, point yeah, point seven six is tied with uh RBIs and home runs. <laughs> okay, yeah. That one is pretty tight too. A little bit. I feel like I feel like we have to use I at least have to use this correlation matrix to build my team next year. Okay. Well, so how so? So you okay? So home runs and RBIs are tightly correlated. So to it's really yep. hard to have someone who gets a lot of RBIs who doesn't get a lot of home runs, but it's really actually reversed. Yes, that's right. And then innings pitched is closely related to K's. I mean, that's a 0.75 R squared is pretty darn tight. That's that's a real correlation. <laughs> I mean, I I hope that our listenership is um, savvy enough to be savvy enough to know that the more innings pitch that you you have out there, the more K's you're going to get. The more likely you're going to be to win K's in a given week in a head to head or across the season. That's right. That's right. And so I, I think to me this says that the, that the strategies are really clear in that you, like, I mean, this, this is not a new lesson, right? That you can either have a team that is really good at runs and at average or a team that's really good at RBIs and home runs, and it's very hard to have one that's elite in both. Yeah. And the same thing is the same thing is true on the pitching side. I mean, there's there's some really interesting stuff. Like there's you see that that, that a negative correlation between uh, saves and whips whip whips whip has actually appeared. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Saves and whips. Yeah, and and the same thing is true for for I mean ERA and whip are nicely correlated, of course. Which I think are you bucking the trend on that? Sorry, manual zoom. Yeah, you are. Nice. A little bit. A little bit below. Yeah. I put both of us on here just to see how far off the trends we were. You know what's a weird trend that appeared is at bats and saves is is actually a a real trend now. I mean, it's not it's not hugely strong. Aha. Uh-huh. But I see. at bats what is and, the, what's the number? And, and also really at bats and at bats and innings pitched has an R squared of 0.24. I mean that's like that's non zero. So what is that? Is that just people that are more who are in this yeah. are more in this. Yep. That's that's the management effect. So I think we can use I think we can use the R squared of innings pitched and, and at bats to tell us how much attention people are paying. Like uh-huh. you, you can use that to quantify the level of attention that's being paid to the season. Basically inverse. Because we I, are way out on that distribution. Well, yeah, that's the problem, is that we are out on that distribution by design. Uh-huh. I mean, I think you, you're like the single largest outlier. Boo-boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that good? I, I don't know. It's fun. I mean, you're the single last one. that's decays. I'm really far out there. Yes. Yeah. 
Actually, you know what's really surprising is how far off the runs and at-bats one you are. I know we're bouncing around, but you talked about that one as the strongest correlation out here. And yet, you're, way, you're the one who's breaking the correlation. I guess. Sure. Yeah, sort of. I am really high on the runs for the number of bats that I've had. I've continued to add runs, even though my bats have have decreased lately and the same is true i mean i guess i guess it's just that you are really an extreme outlier in runs i am yeah and you know it's interesting because average man you know i take it back because average doesn't correlate with any of the other hitting stats not strongly so i gotta be no i mean look the highest r squared for average is with runs 0.12 and it's 0.12 uh-huh. That's not a, that's not a good correlation. So I actually need to be careful when I talk about uh, how you strategize to build a team straight up with this information. Focusing on average is a surefire way to lose. Yeah. Yep. Focusing on runs, though, I think is a good way to is a good way to then also back into average. Well, but that's not necessarily true. I mean, you have there's a couple teams in here. Just looking at the the point plots, there's some teams in here that have incredibly high averages and not a lot of runs. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, I'm saying is that it's harder to say. Okay, if I focus on an average based team, that that's going to get you any other stats. But I'm saying that if you're looking at a perspective during the draft of I am going to go for runs. Uh-huh. And then you kind of make adjustments based on, you know, you pick between two guys based on better average. You can, ha- I think you're going to have higher returns. I see. So you're saying really focus on runs and then when you're trying to do tie breaks to look at average. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. We, uh, we might be able to do some, uh, that sounds like a PCA project. You're like trying to find the variance on the, the second largest variance term. Oh, it's, it's farther than we get away from PCA, the more that we want to get back in. Always. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, never, I'm never that far from PCA. Analysis. I always, always want to be there a little bit. Let's talk about the perfect non-correlations. There's <laughs> average is exactly non-correlated with, uh, with, any, uh, with basically the pitching stats. Good. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, kind of. That that should you should. I would still think that you would see some relation for the teams that are truly dead. Yeah, I think that this is reinforcing. It's it's nice that it's this is tightening up, and we have a really big, really big data set to work with here. No, absolutely. I think, and I am excited to after the end of the season to slice across this in time and try and compare what we see now with what we saw early on in the season and try and diagnose uh, whether whether we could have sussed out any of these trends earlier than we did. I think that about brings us to the review session. Starling Marte. That's right. The other Marte. Uh, first of all, better than I thought. Here's his on-pace numbers. 148 games. 109 runs, 26 home runs, 92 RBIs, 28 stolen bases, 295 average. But I don't have to tell you that because he's on your team. He is on one of my teams. And I enjoy the way that he fills up stat sheet. Five-tool player. (laughs) He's a a real five-tool player. Nice thing about him, he beat his projections this year. 
He he has, yeah. Uh, I think the stolen bases he's under, but... Well, what's the difference? I mean, stolen bases, what's your opinion on when they project someone for 35 and he's only going to get 28? I mean, is that... I don't consider that to be world-ending. No, 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 no. Unlike unlike when you project him for seventy RBIs and he shows up with ninety two. I mean that's like a, that's a noticeable that's a noticeable. That's update. a bigger beat. Yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean he's been really good this year. He's been really good on a bad team. He's hit on a um, not a bad team. That's the thing. It's not a bad <laughs> team. It's actually just a blah team. Yeah. Yep. They're just. I, what's wrong with that team? I don't know. It's one of those teams that you're like, you're looking at it, and you're like, I don't know how this team goes to the next level. Saves. Um, with the current roster, they have a whole bunch of players that are like good, who are like decent, who are major league players, but not right. good. Right. Yep. <laughs> I, so, um, is that affecting? All right, what way do you think this goes? Is he getting garbage time stats where he's just getting good, better opportunities than he would be getting, or is he being held back by the team that's around him? Top of that lineup is decent enough that um, the opportunity of batting second in that lineup is huge. I guess I guess the opportunity of batting second in any lineup is valuable. Yes. Yes. Even well, I mean, yeah. I okay. Sorry, I should have said that uh, that e- that they are like you said, they're able to surround him with enough players that it that it has extra value. I think he is a good outfielder. He's a he's a good outfielder. He's not. I don't think he's top. He's not top ten. No. No, but top ten, top ten outfielder. That's rarefied air. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's ninety outfielders, <laughs> right? And the Red Sox have two of the best center fielders. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> what a um, embarrassment of riches. Yeah, no. I, I and I watched him, and, and I watched I watched the Friday game, and he had uh-huh. like one of the first plays was to him, any routine. And I was like, oh, nice. There we go. I'm going to talk about his defense. And then, like, the next play was to him. And he didn't quite get there, you know. And I was like, okay, well, not really the best. Wait, did he, did he not quite get there because he because he pulled up? Is this, like a, is this like a late season on my team's out thing? No, no, he went for it. And it, oh. was, it hit his glove. And he didn't, he didn't oh. come away with it. He should have gotten it. But that was why they had an embarrassment of riches when it was him and Kutch. Yeah. Kutch oh, yeah. in center field, him in wherever, left or right. I mean, I assume he was in right field. Um, that was such a great defense that you, your pitching so, was so much better. Did they try and shop him when they traded Kutch? I don't think so because he had the steroids. Oh. He's had the steroids thing. I should say I would be happy to have Starling Marte on a real baseball team or a fantasy baseball team. Yeah. Okay. So here's the question: Is he? Uh, does he make it to the fourth round in a twelve-team draft next year? Fourth round is the perfect round. 
is the so thirty six and a half. Round. What's his over or under? Uh under meaning he goes earlier. He goes early, so he's I, he is like he's been a third rounder for like the last three years. Well, I think I think you I mean you kill your draft if you get him in the fourth round, right? If you get him in the fourth round, yeah, that's an awesome pick. Yeah. If you take him in the third round, like yeah, that's you're like okay, I know what I'm getting. I'm making the safe bet. Yeah, short of short of him getting another uh, really bummer suspension, you're pretty good. You're pretty set. Another bummer suspension, at least you'd be like he's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I should don't I can drop him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who are we gonna do next week? Weird one here. I want to watch Michael Conforto. Uh, okay. <laughs> Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. <laughs>